and welcome to this week's edition of Flight School. I'm here with my co-host Sean, as always, and this week we are going to go with truth and advertising and give you a Friday fly day. Doesn't mean I'm going to slack on the editing a little bit, probably, but this thing is coming out Friday. Um, obviously an exciting week. The competition is getting stiffer and stiffer as we go. We started the week off down to six, and by the time we're done with this podcast, we'll be talking about a final four, and that's exciting. Sean, any initial thoughts going into this week that started in Peru and ended with four? Yeah, stiffer and stiffer is a great term to use right now, especially heading into hometowns and then eventually heading into fantasy suite. I'm sure we're going to be hearing a lot more uh, terms like stiff and <laughs> Other, other, other terms that relate to that going forward. Uh, definitely was a great episode this last week. Uh, looking forward to getting into it a little more. Yeah, so we start off, um, like I said, we're in Peru. I don't think we leave Peru at any point, do we? No, I think we were pretty much there the whole time. I didn't really know what Peru was. Yeah, uh, you know what? It looks lovely. So we'll give it a shot one day, maybe. Uh, so we're down to six, and flying right in, we get the Peter and Madison one-on-one. They go out on a fishing boat. There's dinner under the stars. Um, no need to rehash a lot of details. Clearly, the date went well. And at the end, Peter says that he is falling in love with Madison, which, as Kelly pointed out in one of her interviews this week, he did not say to Hannah Brown and she had to till very late and she had to kind of drag it out of him. So maybe Peter's learning to be aggressive. Yeah, I think uh you know, I have a theory on that per se. Let you it know. rip. Madison, 23 years old. Okay. One of the things I highlighted on was Madison takes things slow. What's the best way When I hear some something along the lines of Madison takes things slow, and Madison is faithful to her relationship with God. All I'm thinking is, she's told Peter, no sex until marriage. What's the one way you could break that bond there? I'm falling in love with you. To me, Peter broke that out as a ploy to get farther with Madison in the fantasy suite in two weeks. And I think it was genius on his part. He might actually be falling in love with her, but whether he is or not, Madison bought it, and I think that's going to pay off for Pete here in a couple weeks. I mean, I like to think that he's actually in love with her, and she's been the front runner since day one, but, I mean, hell, if nothing else, the Auburn Tigers are ranked number nine in the country right now. You marry Madison, you're probably getting season tickets for life, so you got that going. But, yeah, I mean, if we're going to go dark with this thing, you probably have a pretty good point. And since it is reality TV, we, we kind of live in the dark here. So, uh, yeah, that's... Now, mind you, she does not say it back. She just says she's really happy he said that. And theories abound on that. But, overall, it seemed like a good date. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, Madison as I said before, is 23 years old. And she did freak me out a little bit when she said she was ready to get married. 
you know, being a 23-year-old male myself, you know, not saying that I don't think that's possible, but after just meeting a guy uh, six, probably six, seven weeks into it now of knowing Pilot Pete, for her to say that she's ready to get married to me is just ludicrous. Uh, definitely just off the wall. Her and Hannah Ann, um, you know, they don't even know what they want in life yet. And she's ready to get married. Um, if she if she is, if she is ready to get married, I go back to my initial point of the sex before marriage thing. I've never been one that buys a car without test driving it. And that's that's pretty much my stance on that. Because, you know, once you make that initial investment of buying that car, guess what? You're stuck with it, baby. And this isn't a car that you could return. It's not a lease. This is a lifetime guarantee. This is a car you're driving for the rest of your life. So, Madison, I'm going to give you a piece of advice here. You should test drive that car. And this, I, ho- I hope you test that drove a couple other cars as well. Or in this case, plane. But <laughs> Plane, car, whatever you want to call it. Madison, it's time to put out. All right. For our female viewers, Sean's phone number is 586-555. Never mind. There's a phone number I should have given there, but we're not going to. Different topic. I feel like, uh, you know, a lot of female viewers probably agree with that. Um, It's 2020 now. You know, you're allowed to express your views on these kind of topics. (laughs) I'm sure they all love being compared to cars and planes, Sean. I don't know why I just turned you into the heel there, but it was fun. <laughs> um, it's that kind of evening, folks. We're we're happy. Um, a quick aside there was Kelsey and Hannah Ann appear to have buried the hatchet. They were talking very nicely during the date. Um, appear to be hanging out, enjoying each other's company. So you know what? It's good to make friends and bury the hatchet because... You can't always run from your problems. Sometimes you just have to embrace them and make the best of them. And it appears those two have done so. And you know what, America? Let's all take a lesson from that. Amen. Um, Segwaying over, Natasha gets the next one-on-one. And while it appeared to be an enjoyable day, the over the overtones or undertones, there, there was tones. I don't know which one they were. But... Pete throughout is saying like how much fun it is, but also it's too much like a friendship. In the end, she does not get the rose. And he gives her a nice little speech. My only question is this. I don't know if you noticed this, Sean. As he was breaking the news to her that she wasn't getting a rose, he picked up the rose. Feels kind of like a dick move, or if nothing else, a little Steve Harvey at the Miss, Miss USA pageant. Or was that Miss Universe? Miss you know, Universe. Yeah. Like, feels a little bit like a Steve Harvey move of like, Miss Brazil, I'm at Mexico. You're getting a rose. Actually, getting this Escalade. I don't know. A little tact next time, Pete. A little tact. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, that definitely is part of the show there, just kind of playing with the viewers' emotions, and, you know, Natasha just kind of got caught up in the tracks there. Just want to backtrack a little bit, back to, you know, the friendly conversations, because I have some notes here. 
Let it rip. I'm, and, I'm just here. You know, it kind of reminds me when all those girls are sitting there talking of back in, you know, fifth grade when you're reading the book, you're in, you're in silent reading books, uh, groups, <laughs> and you have to read a book. I love Pizza Hut coupons doing that. Sorry. <laughs> okay, good, good for you. Big Pizza Hut guy. Um, but anyway, you know, you're in a Sorry. group. You're you're in a group of five uh, people you really don't like, like me. You know, believe it or not, I was kind of one of the smarter kids. Um, you know, Is I could it? read pretty well, even though I can't. I, I don't really pronunciate shit. Always the best. As someone that was part of your educational career, I am in no way surprised by that. Thank you. <laughs> so anyway, I just wasn't dedicated. Okay. But this isn't about me. This is about these six women left. And, you know, the teacher shows up and you're reading this book and, you know, the whole time, you know, maybe you find another guy in the group. You're talking about whatever girl you like or you're talking about sports or you're just talking to another girl in there about something other than the fucking book because you don't really care about the book. No one cares about the book. But you have to talk about the book when the teacher comes. And that's how I feel these conversations are when they record them. They're just kind of bouncing off. Each other, you know, Madison's going, yeah, you know, you have to think about if he reciprocates the feelings that you have for him. And then Natasha's like, yeah, you know, I, you have to think 30 years down the road. And like they're just bouncing off each other. And you can tell it's not real. They don't give a damn. They don't want to talk to each other. They all hate each other. But, you know, I do appreciate the fact that in fifth grade, we did learn a lesson on how to communicate with people that we don't really like about shit we don't really care about. And that's what this reminds me of. It's kind of like a book clubish meeting for me one i could see that too not to go political here but was obama president when you were in fifth grade i want to say yes uh, that probably explains the lack of pizza hut then they they got they got really healthy over there so let me tell you st thomas lutheran you got pizza hut coupons based on how many pages you read per month and let me tell you, Linda Anderson did not have to shop for groceries too often because the Anderson household was filled with mini pan pizzas. So, um, I'm sure there's no long-term effects of that. Yeah, so... Um, I Back to Bachelor, I think. <laughs> yeah, back to Bachelor. You know, Natasha, uh, you're bringing up the rose. Peter holding the rose. Yeah, overall... I think that's a dick move. Um, Natasha doesn't end up getting the the rose. You know, as everyone knows, I've been a big hater of Natasha. I've never really had any much respect for her as a contestant. Um, but suddenly in this episode, I found myself kind of rooting for Natasha, surprisingly. Uh, and for a split second, I thought, man... I might have screwed this one up. Natasha might have a chance. But then I realized, you know, Pete wasn't really about it. You know, a little bit of a, you know, difference in, you know, backgrounds, cultures, whatever it might be. Everyone has their own taste. I'm not saying that Peter doesn't like, you know, black women. But I have to say that Natasha was the last one off. Um, and I thought this could be the first time we had a black lady winning the... Bachelor, uh, I think that's going to be coming soon. And I thought, my point is, I thought Natasha could have been the first one to win one. Um, just like 
our boy Barack Obama, first black yeah. president. And yeah, you know, and uh, now there's no way to work Pizza Hut into the next statement, so I'm just gonna segue forward. I think Natasha actually would be a hell of a candidate for the next Bachelorette, unlike McKenna's fake speech given ass. Um, I don't know if Natasha is too good for Bachelor in Paradise, but she does seem too classy for it. But on the flip side, I do think she would be an electric factory in that dynamic. So I kind of hope she ends up there. But Natasha, if you care to discuss any of this on the podcast, we'd love to have you out. And with that, we move on to the Kelsey one-on-one. They go on ATVs, they're in the mountains, they go to dinner. Apparently, I missed this, because Kelly said this came out early. But I had no idea that Kelsey was Miss Iowa. Yeah. Um, that that was a thing? Did, were you aware of that? You know, I've kind of overlooked Kelsey this whole time, because I quite frankly can't believe she's still here. She had those meltdowns early on, and... Uh, I actually had her as the one guaranteed person to go home this week. So um, I never looked at her as a you know, potential winner of this contest or a Final Four. Uh, she's definitely the Cinderella story here, the 13 seed making it to the Final Four. Well, with Kelly being from Iowa, and I know I'm sure we have a lot of college basketball fans listening, so this will all make sense, or maybe it'll just be trash. Are you going to call her Northern Iowa? I was going to say Big Ten country and segue it over to like when Wisconsin makes a run. Because like, she's that like gritty, going to play dirty, maybe throw an elbow, not flashy. And she's just going to outwork everybody. And next thing you know, this team that nobody really believes in is in the Final Four. And... Maybe this is Kelsey's one shining moment. It seems to be that way. Uh, you know, the ATV ride, side note, I actually went on the ATV ride once through the jungle in Cozumel, Mexico on a cruise. I thought there would be monkeys there. I didn't see any monkeys, but the ATV ride was actually really cool. So I appreciated it, that part of the day. And I also climbed mountains in Switzerland last summer. So, you know... I kind of relate it well to this. And that was on a game day where he threw for 400 yards, folks. I like to do, I like to, uh, you know, warm up well for games. (laughs) Much respect. Much respect. Um, So, either way, dinner gets a little serious. She talks about her dad's not in the picture, but sounds like things are kind of being worked on. And she gets a rose and... Wisconsin is in the Final Four. I know she's from Iowa, but they're basically the same damn state. Yeah, I couldn't tell you the difference between Wisconsin and Iowa if you lined them straight up. If you take away Green Bay, I couldn't tell you one city in Iowa and one city in uh, Wisconsin. Besides Iowa City, but that doesn't really count. Yeah, and no way does that count, so that's fine. <laughs> your, your analogy stands. Um, which leads us to one of the weirder dynamics... I thought the three-on-one date was just strange. I I liked it in the sense that... I mean, I guess we should have seen it coming since we knew there was a three-on-one. That Kelsey would have to get a rose. Because that would be a very boring date if we knew all three were going. But it may do a high-pressure dynamic that three are going in the car and only two are coming back. 
And so they... Did they even do anything on that date? I feel like they just sat on park benches and waited for Pete to talk to them. Yeah, they uh, they talked to that ran- one random guy. Pete spoke a little Spanish, which is still mind-blowing that he is Cuban and can speak that well of Spanish. Because, I mean, he is whiter than both of us. Let, let me... You know what? Can we... Not that we haven't gotten off track at all tonight, but can we talk about a couple things? Uh, Pete has surprised me on a few levels this season, for better or worse. Like, we knew he was a pilot. I had no idea he was Cuban. The line dancing thing and his general obsession with country life kind of threw me off. Not judging for it. Like, I'm a guy that likes country music, and... Well, I have no desire to ever line dance. Um, I guess if that's your thing, go ahead. But didn't see that coming. He said he was a high school football player, which that actually was probably the most shocking revelation to me. I don't know. Just every now and then, Pete just drops a fact or a quality of his life on me that I'm just like, huh, didn't see that coming. And this was one of them. One. Cuban. I can't really address that, but Ancestry.com can. I don't believe it, but, you know, he speaks well, pretty good Spanish. His mom looks kind of... Uh, Latin American? Latin American-ish. And, uh, so, you know, that's pretty good. Two, what was the other one? Uh, line dancing. Line dancing. I've never heard of line dancing. I hate country music. Actually, I don't hate country music. I don't mind it. I just, you know, I'm not a big music guy in general. I listen to whatever's on the radio. Um but I just feel like Latin and line dancing and country don't go together. Well, maybe line dancing and country, but Latin and country music don't go together. I've never met a Latino that likes country music. Yeah, and if I had to guess, there's not a lot of country fans that are delving into Latino music either. And three, Pete, if you were a football player, you probably watched the Super Bowl. Three, two Latinas there, Shakira, Jennifer Lopez. If you didn't like uh, your heritage after that Super Bowl performance, halftime performance, then I don't know um, what's wrong with you. But I would uh, definitely pay attention more uh, to your ancestry there. Uh, also, another guy named Pitbull you could check out. Pete, I don't know if you ever heard of him. Miami. Sorry. Yeah. Huge fan, Brian Anderson of Pitbull. I'm not walking. I'm not running away from that statement at all. But here's my thing about Pete. Okay, a lot of people play high school football. Not a lot of people are good at high school football. I have serious questions on if Pete was an athlete. I don't judge him on that. But if you're going to be with someone with Madison, you are just ruining the genetic pool if you are not a true athlete. Because that is something serious you could work with there. As I could say this again, four-time state champion. That's nothing to play with right there. Yeah, you, you don't want to screw that up. So, um, coming all the way back to the three-on-one. Sorry, everybody. So, and this is where me and Kelly really diverged on our opinions. And I think you're on Team Brian here. I thought I thought Kelly, the lawyer in The Bachelor, was... I, I didn't necessarily love that she called the other two children and was job-shaming them. Because she like she's an attorney, which is awesome. And I didn't necessarily love that she was calling out the two 23-year-olds for not having great jobs already. 
because they're 23. It's hard to get a really good job at age 23. Coming from a volunteer freshman basketball coach who is technically unpaid, yeah, I would say so. But like on the flip side, I kind of dig the swagger, and I'm sitting there like, go off, queen, go off. But I didn't like the job shaming. But other than that, I was digging it. Kelly, on the other hand, absolutely hated her namesake for doing that. And you'll hear that later in a powerful reaction video or recording. Because, yeah, video is not necessary for this. Uh, So Hannah Ann gets taken first. And in a move that I applauded, Kelly just laid down and took a nap. At one point, you have to re- do the math here. Two roses, three people, you have one other person fuck it up, and you're probably going to get a rose. And sometimes you just lay low and hope the other one screw it up. You can't say anything stupid if you're sleeping. True. So, um, we could talk about the fact that Hannah Ann like, kind of got a little dramatic, but I feel like at this point it's a given thought it was cute that she made a list of reasons that she loves Pete. I yeah, know. I thought that was corny as hell. But, you know what, I, I like the effort. I, I respect effort. Okay, there was like 20 reasons on there. She hasn't even known him for like 20 days yet, so I don't know where she could get all those reasons from. It's really corny. I wasn't a huge fan of it. I probably would have sent her home right after that. <laughs> she had to claw and scratch for 20 reasons, though. Like, I can't even... I, can't I even, respect the grind. I can't even think of 20 reasons why I love myself, okay? <laughs> there's, no, there's no way she came up with 20 reasons why she loves Pilot Pete, who's really not that interesting at all. Yeah. I mean, you got a point. If you need to talk to somebody, let me know, but you have a point. Um, but So Hannah Ann's in, and then there were two... Victoria F. kind of has some minor meltdowns in there. Talks about how Pete always gets an attitude with her. It's... I don't know how this ended up with her getting a rose, to be honest, because I feel like it was nothing but negativity. And... like I feel like it was like watching a basketball game where one team just scores 80 points... And you're sitting there like, there's no way this could end up as a win. And all of a sudden, at the end, somebody shoots an 81-pointer, and we're going home happy. Yeah, you know, Victoria F., um, in my mind, after that fashion show uh, a couple weeks ago, there was no way she wasn't making it to the fantasy suite. She locked up her ticket back then. All she had to do was not go super psycho. She just went kind of (laughs) semi-psycho instead. Which, you know, almost backfired there, but she was still put her, she still put herself in position uh, to secure the hometown date. And, uh, I mean, I think Pete already had in his mind that he was taking her home regardless of what she said. Yeah. It, like, she did everything in her power to just go nuclear and screw that thing up. And in the end, it didn't matter. And that leads us to Kelly not getting a rose. Uh, some people were happy, others not so much. Seeing as my final four was right now, I only had like two right in the final four. But Kelly was in it initially, so it did not screw up a perfect final four, but it would have been a good guess. She seemed fine afterwards. She, I don't think she even particularly cared that much that she got sent home. Yeah, I think Kelly is... Uh... 
in a in a world away from the drama, away from the television, um, away from the cameras, I think Kelly and Pete work. If they just meet at that wedding and, you know, they start dating without Pete coming on the show or her being a contestant, I think they probably end up making it. But, you know, sometimes there's outside factors um, that happen and... <laughs> Sometimes you just have two 23-year-old smoke shows come in that, you know, capture the attention of the male you're trying to court. And, you know, Kelly, I'm a huge fan of you. I'm a huge fan of you. I, I think... Uh, Please come on to the podcast to discuss. Yes. I, I, I mean, it's quite obvious that you're the most ready to get married. And I feel like if Pete would have picked you, you probably had a good chance of lasting just because... You know, you're pretty mature and you're not petty, even though the cameras made you look petty this week. I don't, I believe they kind of set that up. Yeah, I've done some reading and I'm not going to talk about it too much, but just based on my man, Reality Steve, and quick disclaimer, if you read anything by Reality Steve, please do so with caution. He will throw spoilers out there that will ruin your entire Bachelor viewing experience if you're not careful. But he made it sound like Kelly did kind of get a raw deal there as far as how she was portrayed during that time. But hey, what can you do? Kelly, if you are listening, you're 27, you're a lawyer, you're living the dream in Chicago. I don't think you need to hear this from me, but you will be fine. Yeah, you know, Kelly, you're probably going to end up with you know some doctor or something and you know, laugh at the bachelor one day and say how stupid it was that you were on this show um, while you're sitting in your multi-million dollar mansion. And, you know, me and Anderson are still <laughs> at some small kitchen table drinking some shitty beer and recording a bachelor <laughs> podcast. But, uh, you know, you're going to be fine. Natasha, you're going to be fine. I just wanted to rehash my final four of what I thought it was going to be. Originally, I was Hannah Ann, Madison, Alea, and there was one more. Victoria oh, P? No, I was I I had Victoria B. It was between Victoria P. and Kelly, but then I switched it after week two. I finally settled on Hannah Ann, Madison, Kelly, and Victoria F. So after after the um the modeling contest. Oh that's yeah. That's when I put Victoria F in my final four. I'm gonna give myself credit for seventy five percent. Not bad. Better than most of you peasants can do. Yeah, me and the rest of America both had Madison and Hannah Ann. I had Kelly in there. That didn't go great. And I think my fourth was Victoria P. Um, I made that prediction the same night that our sponsor Kirkland Vodka was overly generous. So I'm going to build that excuse in just a little bit, but yeah, I only went 50, 50 on this. So when listening to predictions, the rest of the way, Sean's probably the one with more credibility on this podcast. So just factor that in. Um, I have been called the love doctor once or twice. I have not, so you've got me beat there as well. With that said, we're going to segue over. This week we did interviews for Can I Steal You for a Minute with Kelly a little bit differently. 
instead of doing a full-on recap afterwards, we actually just, in between commercials, did instant reactions to things that were happening. Uh, Kelly was not a fan of other Kelly. And also had some other pretty entertaining reactions as we went. So, with, with no further ado, can I steal you for a minute with my lovely fiance Kelly? And welcome to Flight School. We are going off script, immediate reacting in a commercial break to Peter telling Madison that he is falling in love with her. Kelly, just go. So that was such a beautiful moment, and I am so happy that Peter said that. And I am like 99.9% positive this is the only girl he has to this point said that to, unless I totally lapsed and missed something along in these other episodes. But I'm... Trying to, like, figure out why Madison didn't say that back. And I actually think it's probably because of how family-oriented she is. I think she won't allow herself to completely start falling in love with someone until they have met her family. And I think this next week, when she has a hometown there, is 100% when that's going to come out. So we shouldn't be concerned. I mean, at least she didn't say thank you. She said she was very happy. Absolutely. I don't think we should be concerned at all because I think in her eyes, her eyes say I love you. But she is not ready to actually say those words yet until she has had that hometown and sees Peter with her family. I think that's too important for her to be able to say I love you without personal opinion. That's strong personal opinion from Kelly. We will be doing an immediate reaction after the show, but who knows, there might also be a commercial break one again as well. You appeared to have an aha moment during the Natasha date about Peter and Hannah Brown and go. Did you notice I had an aha moment because of how I was flailing my arm around? Is that how you figured that out? That and you said aha. Oh yeah, I guess I did. So I'm now remembering back to when Peter was on Hannah Brown's season of The Bachelorette. It took him a long time to open up. I don't think it was till after Hometowns that he finally really told her how he was feeling. That was one of the biggest struggles with Peter and and Hannah Brown, at least in Hannah's eyes, not truly knowing where he was at until it was almost too late. So props to Peter for saying something earlier and learning from that. But I'm wondering if, you know, Madison's the same way. She's just keeping it a little closer to the chest. And maybe that's perfect because Peter can really appreciate that. Yeah, I do remember Hannah Brown said she didn't know what Peter wanted until the very end. And here we are, and he's getting it out there in a timely manner. Yeah. And, man, not watching this on Hulu, you get to see all these weird commercials. But this K-Jewelers one... Not feeling it. No, it's not great. Not great, Bob. Not great. All right, well, there might be more reactions after this. Just continuing with the theme of instant reactions, we're at the commercial. Natasha has been sent home. And I think we both saw it coming. Yeah, no surprise there, Cal. Yeah, not not really. Love Natasha, but at the end of the day, it's just a little too late to make that big of a connection and... I didn't see the the passion in Peter's eyes for her. And I didn't necessarily even see it back on her end, so all good, good game, part ways, amicably. But why in the hell did he pick up the rose? He could have given that speech without giving the false hope. You take the rose in your hand, I feel like it 
That's only forgiven, buddy. No, felt like kind of a dick move. Yes, no? Yeah. If only y'all could see my face right now, you'd see the unfortunate face I made as I saw that unfold on TV. Yeah, you're 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 pretty upset about that. Um, I don't know if I would call disgust the word, but it was definitely a look of some judgment. So, not a lot else to say about Natasha there. Uh, happy trails, safe travels. See you on Bachelor in Paradise. Maybe John Paul Jones and you will make it work or something. All right. Well, we just wrapped up Kelsey's date. I should probably mute the commercial. And professional radio this is not yet ish uh kelsey got a rose we're going to iowa i don't have a big reaction i think she's kind of in a feel-good story here growing a little more sane by the week yes i mean when kelsey is really keeping it together in terms of her emotions and just being honest and open i think she's kind of a joy to watch and i feel like there's something good here when she has that mentality for her and peter at least that's that's a good thing so i'm excited to see the hometown date you know iowa man sounds like a barrel of monkeys it's got to be better than cleveland right i mean it's if nothing else it's got to be parallel (laughs) fair enough fair enough but yeah i i expected kelsey to get a rose, uh, especially when she got a one-on-one date. So this is as anticipated. All right. Well, we will see you in Iowa. And next up, we got the three-on-one coming up. Kelsey, Hannah Ann, and Victoria F. One has to go. Correction, that was Kelly, not Kelsey. Uh, any predictions for who's going home before we return to live action here? I wouldn't say prediction, but after what I've seen in the preview leading into this next segment of the episode, Kelly is really ticking me off with how overly, confident isn't even the right word, how overly cocky she is being. I have no patience for that kind of stuff in my life. If you're going to be that cocky girl, I don't want to watch you on my TV. Well, while I respect your opinion, I'm sitting on the other side of the saying, go off, queen. Go off. To each their own. We'll see how it goes. Talk to y'all shortly. So, yeah, now we are in to the three-on-one date. Things are looking good for Hannah Ann. She made a little list for Peter about all the things she loves about him. That seemed nice, kind of cheesy, but nice. Definitely cheesy. She admits, though, from the very beginning as she's about to pull this out of her pocket that she's a very cheesy person. So I think she did lean into that pretty well. Uh, the heart above the eye in the word things is a little middle school for me, but the things she's listing, I think, are genuinely nice things to be sharing with him. So that was kind of sweet to see. And meanwhile, Victoria F's having a meltdown, and Ooh, Kelsey yeah. or Kelly is maybe enjoying it a little too much. Kelly is definitely enjoying it a little too much. You see her like lie down to take a nap while the other girls are talking to Peter, not really caring about what's going on. She's commenting about Victoria's meltdowns and she's just laying there on a bench with this little smirk on her face. And I'm thinking to myself, stop being a bitch. Just stop being a little bitch. Ain't nobody got time for that. Part of me almost wonders if she, maybe she knows she's going home and she's just enjoying the ride. I don't know. We'll see. I think she's 
really just been here for the ride the whole time. And Peter's just been a little bit of a nice byproduct along the way. I've never felt the deep connection with them, unfortunately. I think she's she's here for the perks. I hate to say it. I think this is going to be a case where Kelly is going to survive. Because I think Victoria F. is going to lose it for herself. With some kind of a meltdown with Peter. Um, but yeah. We're going to find out. Yep, it's coming. And we are done with the three-on-one. About to wrap up this episode. And Kelly's going home, much to Kelly's happiness. Woo, 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 woo. My apologies to the other Kelly. Uh, I'm not that happy that you're going home, but in this episode, you really kind of ticked me off. So I think it's best for Peter that you are going home. Yeah, well, now we got Hannah Ann and Victoria F. Where I don't know what that's going to make of. Uh, at the end of the day, feeling the strong Madison vibes. Uh, that's our final four, though. Madison, Hannah Ann, Victoria F., and Kelsey. Feeling the- pretty good about it. Should make for some interesting hometowns. Uh, any other thoughts as we're uh, wrapping up the episode here? The preview they have for the next episode and the rest of the season looks like fire, and I'm really excited to see all the drama that's coming. And whatever's about to happen with Victoria's hometown date, or potentially lack of hometown date, as they may have alluded to in terms of, you're about to come meet my family, what are you doing? I'm just ready for it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure sure it's a little bit misleading, but at the end of the day... It's got to lead to at least a good amount of drama. So I'm excited. And once again, thanks for letting me steal you for several minutes in our new format here. I enjoyed the format. And thanks for letting me comment throughout almost every commercial break. It's much appreciated by myself and all the other people on the runway of flight school. And that was this week's installment of Can I Steal You for a Minute. Uh, Kelly clearly had some strong emotions about a few different things there, but I I like it. I'd rather her or anybody that's on this show have strong opinions than sit on the fence. I think that's what makes this show what it is, is the strong opinions that we bring, the fire we bring each week. My only hope is today is February 13th. Tomorrow is February 14th. I hope that Kelly brings the same passion into your relationship tomorrow that she brought to this podcast tonight because that was awesome. Okay, I think you know what I'm getting at here. And for all you lovely people listening right now, actually, you probably won't be listening until tomorrow, February 14th. To our dozens and dozens of fans. There's nothing better than a sweet, romantic drive out to Olive Garden 7 p.m., Friday night. What else is there to listen to but the sweet voices of Sean and Brian? <laughs> I'm telling you what. I'm not guaranteeing that you'll... Men, I'm not guaranteeing that you'll get lucky from this podcast, having your woman listen to this podcast, but I'm saying there's a strong possibility after listening to me talk for 40 minutes that it might just turn them on. I mean, we won't make the situation any worse. I'm saying 
take my advice, listen to the podcast, February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day to all of you lovers. Females, don't be afraid to treat your male, your man. This isn't, this is a, it goes both ways on Valentine's Day. We're trying to get rid of that stigma. So, uh, Brian's looking for something right now. I don't know what he's looking for. Just come Uh, out and say it. Just another white claw. Yeah, no, it is Valentine's Day, so everybody uh, celebrate love tomorrow in whichever manner you choose to. Uh, There's very little left to say on this week's episode. So, you know, we're going to sign out a little bit early tonight. But, you know, I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. I hope everybody enjoys watching The Bachelor in their own way. And most importantly to our dozens and dozens of viewers, listeners, I hope you enjoy this podcast. Thank you and we love you.